Greetings, and welcome to this edition of Fate to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host for the next 30 minutes or so. And this week, like every week, I seek the Lord to gain his wisdom and insight for us to be able to properly discern the times and learn how he wants us as his people to respond. My goal in all of this has always been to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and enjoy all the hope truth provides. I want us to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. And I know you're fully aware we are living in the most grim times ever in our lifetime. And this is true for all humanity worldwide. My role in your life, however, is to be a beacon of truth and hope by helping us understand current events from heaven's perspective. We must be living each and every day on the basis of faith which is the only way to activate God's supernatural intervention in our lives. And clearly, the entire world needs God's intervention today. Scriptures state God does nothing without revealing his plans to his prophets, his servants. Why do you suppose that is? It's so the prophets can proclaim God's intentions and God's people can be aligned to partner with him to see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. God is looking for his people to rise up today in righteous indignation and ferocious faith, actively engaged with him as he supernaturally answers our prayers. We have to understand, yes, God can zap anything into existence anytime he wants, but most often he works through his people. Consider the stories in the Old Testament where God's people had to fight to win victory. They had to fight in the natural to win victory. What I want us to consider today is how much more we could experience God's supernatural intervention if more people became resolute in their faith and determined to act upon their faith. As James said, faith without works is dead. We must demonstrate our faith by taking action. And with more of us willing to do this, the more we will see God's supernatural intervention. Jesus said we would do greater works than he did on the simple basis that there would be many more Christians to work through than there were when he walked the earth. Because of all of this, I want to fortify you with truth, challenge you with present realities, and transform you from one who wrings your hands feeling utterly helpless to one who is willing to align with the spirit of Joshua and Caleb and take action that is fiercely ferocious. But before I get into today's message, I want to remind you of one of my affiliate sponsors. The economic direction our world is going is a reality we must all face and do whatever we can to protect ourselves. We are living in perilous times and having a solid financial plan in place is essential. Ed Torres is a team member with the financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, who can help you with your future financial goals. Ask Ed Torres about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach to see if you're prepared for your financial future. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, understands your goals, and they provide personalized advice to help you reach them. Call Ed Torres at 949-250-3210. Offices located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. 
They're licensed in many states. So I'll have a link to his website on the show notes. And I encourage you, contact him for a free consultation. As I've shared before, he's my husband's and my financial advisor and a wonderful Christian man we highly recommend. So now let me pray, asking the Holy Spirit to anoint this message for our benefit and for his glory. Lord God, we have never imagined the extent of evil that is continually being revealed. Many people are suffering cognitive dissonance and are unable to accept the realities before us. Yet, Lord, if we don't see the truth for what it is, the enemy can continue to deceive us and continue to work his evil unrestricted, and your people will suffer. Lord, I seek you, needing you to demonstrate your existence and power in our behalf. I ask you to bring to my mind all I need to share with the people listening to this podcast, whom I care deeply about, and you love so much you personally paid our debt of sin so we could have a way to be reunited with you. Lord, you won't ever leave us to fend for ourselves. You won't ever bring us to a place of trouble where there is no hope and no way of escape. You, God, are our very present help in times of trouble. You are our hope, consistent with your demonstrated character, will, and intentions. Help us, God, to better connect with the truth of you and your promises and be transformed to act on our faith, consistent with your planned destiny for each and every one of us. Amen. Oswald Chambers is one of my mentors whose work I love to quote. And Chambers once wrote, quote, When we are in fear, we can do nothing less than pray to God. But our Lord has a right to expect that those who name his name should have an understanding confidence in him. God expects his children to be so confident in him that in any crisis, they are the reliable ones. Our trust in God is up to a certain point. Then we go back to the elementary panic prayers of those who do not know God. We get to our wit's end, showing that we have not the slightest confidence in him and his government of the world. He seems to be asleep, and we see nothing but trouble ahead. It is when a crisis arises that we instantly reveal upon whom we rely. If we have been learning to worship God, and to trust him. The crisis will reveal that we will go to the breaking point and not break in our confidence in him, end quote. So first, we must make an honest assessment of ourselves. The questions we could ask are, have I, or have you, been exhibiting fear or faith during these days of crisis? Do our words reveal a heart of fear, strife, anxiety, or division? If we honestly must admit we've been operating more on the side of fear than on the side of faith, then the first thing we must do is take this to God and repent. We need to pray something like, Father, I confess I have not been demonstrating the kind of faith that will open the way for you to work in my behalf and on behalf of those I'm responsible for. Please forgive me with your compassion and understanding of my shortcomings. Lord, I believe you died for me in the person of Jesus, and my belief in Jesus has completely transformed my natural sin-born spirit into an entirely new spirit that is holy, all because of what Jesus did. I believe this, and so I ask you to help me transform my mind to see myself as you see me. I am who you say I am, which is imbued with all the power and the authority of Jesus. So teach me, Lord, to operate from my new self, and take command over fear and over the enemy in your name, according to your plans and purposes. Amen. All right, even if you stop this podcast for a moment, I want you to truly embrace who you are in Christ Jesus. I want you to take the time you need to really 
put on the new man and count the old man dead and truly see yourself as an extension of Christ. That's who we are. The Bible clearly states we are ambassadors for Christ, and while we are in this world, we're to live according to Christ's example, taking command over all sin and evil wherever it exists. I actually have for you a couple of documents that you can download to provide you with scripture verses about who God says you are, so be sure to look at my show notes. Now, having positioned ourselves properly with the right mindset, according to our true identity in Christ, we need to seek the Father to learn what He wants each one of us to do and say. Remember, Jesus explained He didn't say anything, the Father didn't say, and He didn't do anything the Father didn't do. We need to intentionally seek to renew our mind, which transforms our hearts. Our minds are the primary gate through which our hearts are developed. If we want to have a brave heart, we need to control our thoughts. We need to take every thought captive that is contrary to the will and promises of God. So I want you to resolutely decide to be fully aware of your every thought. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you recognize any thoughts that are not of Him and reject those thoughts, replacing negative thoughts or implanted thoughts from the enemy with the truth from God's Word. As we develop the habit of replacing destructive thoughts, our hearts will be nourished by the Word and promises of God. We want to transcend any mental or intellectual understanding down to our hearts, so we are further transformed more and more into the image of Christ. It's a process. When we placed our faith in Jesus, we were instantly given an entirely new spirit. However, our mind and our hearts were not changed. They become changed as we intentionally seek and embrace the truth for the purpose of our further transformation. How do you suppose Joshua and Caleb acquired the confident, fearless faith they demonstrated when they were willing to fight the giants in the promised land? They didn't have the entirety of scripture we have today. So how do you think they came to understand who they were to God, and who God was to them. They submitted themselves to learning about God by knowing the truths from the Old Testament. They saw the patterns of the Hebrews again and again proclaiming allegiance to God, then falling away, being attracted to the things of the world, even giving themselves over to worship of Baal, which included child sacrifices. They learned when God's people finally realized the depths of their depravity and how far they were from God, They cried out to God in genuine repentance. Then, because of the covenant God made with his people, Joshua and Caleb saw the unrelenting faithfulness of God to his promises for his people. Deep in their hearts, they knew God had promised the land to them. And if there were giants that needed to be displaced, they knew God would help them successfully defeat them. They clearly and unwaveringly understood, if God is for us, who can be against us? They had a sufficient understanding about God about his will, his character, and his intentions, that they possessed a fearless, ferocious faith. So can we. We must work on solidifying our knowledge and understanding of who God is so we can face the giants before us. History reveals when people get angry enough over injustices, they will rise up and fight back. When people get angry enough over blatant overstep of authority that infringes on our God-given rights and freedoms, People become willing to lay down their life for their fellow man. We call this righteous anger. And I believe this is what God has been preparing us to act upon. To all those Christians who would rather remain passive observers and not get engaged in the real and present battle, please hear me on this. 
I believe God has been calling us to rise up for righteousness, to decree and declare the will and word of God over all the evil in the world today. This is what the founding fathers of America did. They fought against the tyranny of the British government to protect our God-given rights, which are so beautifully articulated in the Declaration of Independence, which reads in part, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. End quote. You might want to play that back. That's a very powerful statement about the rights we the people have over the government. Regardless of the indoctrinations of the woke movement and the claims of critical race theory, which teaches our children to hate America, the truth about the founding of this nation was accomplished under God and for the good of the people. Because of the demonstrated faith of America's founding fathers, God has a covenant with this nation. It's probably been a long time for many, and maybe perhaps forever for others, that you've actually read the Declaration of Independence. So I want you to read the document. It lists the various tyrannies Great Britain had imposed and lists the effort of the people to bring correction. The war for independence was waged not as a first effort, but a last effort because of the failure of Great Britain to relinquish their tyrannical injustices. I have a link for you to read the Declaration of Independence in the show notes. We are clearly suffering the same type of tyrannical oppression and control, and I believe God is saying it's time for us to put our faith in action. I've said before, those of us who know the truth are commissioned by Christ to share the truth with others. Certainly, this is primarily the gospel message according to Matthew 28:18-20, but as Christians, we must stand up for all truth. And as stated in the Declaration of Independence, all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The word liberty is synonymous with freedom. We are created free, and in America, our government has been established to exist by the people and to operate for the people, meaning in the best interest of the people. And the uproar over various overreaching mandates our government leaders have imposed is gaining momentum. Our God-given freedoms have been grossly imposed upon here in America and even more so in other countries. We must pray for our brothers and sisters around the world to be infused with faith, to stand firm for what is right and true and not grow weary in doing good. Yes, we fight a spiritual battle, but it's one that's manifest in the natural. The evil atrocities the enemy has waged has resulted in serious crimes against humanity, intentional destruction of human lives, and control over our freedoms, seeking to dictate our future. I've shared before, during the fall of 2019, the Lord spoke to me that He was going to be exposing evil and corruption like never before for the purposes of visibly administering His justice. And as the year 2020 unfolded and more and more corruption was coming to the light of truth, I was not moved into fear. God told me ahead of time, and believing it was a prophetic word to share with the body of Christ, 
I have often encouraged people to understand it is God who is revealing the evil wherever it exists for the purposes of administering his justice. God is in the process of righting all the wrongs the enemy has perpetrated. Now, here we are two years later, and even more evil and corruption is being revealed still. We are amazed to learn the extent of the evil. We knew evil existed and was operating in our midst, but we had no idea the far-reaching extent or that much of what we're experiencing has been strategically planned and been operating for a very long time. The enemy of God has been working through people who are willing to do his bidding, whose minds have been captivated with the promises of wealth, power, and fame, who, with others of like minds, seek to create a one-world order where they are in control because they don't believe in God. They seek to eliminate all references to God. What was previously called a conspiracy theory has been revealed by God to in fact be a conspiracy. More and more will continue to be revealed, and God has promised through various prophets he will hold to account those responsible for the perpetration of evil. Woe to those who do not take advantage of these days, hours, and moments to repent and turn to God. I know it seemed to us that God has been prolonging our suffering, but in reality, God has been operating in tremendous grace, giving every individual every chance to get right with him before he acts. But, as has been prophesied for many in this very hour, it is already too late. They, like Pharaoh of the Exodus, have rejected their last God-given opportunity to repent. As we've seen events upon events, compounding the evil and suffering we've endured, undoing all the good that was done under the Trump administration, I sought the Lord, especially considering the many actions that clearly will have a long-term adverse impact on people worldwide. I've cried over the progression of evil being brought upon us, and I clearly heard the Lord say this, Nothing that has been done cannot be undone. I want you to be as encouraged by these words as I was, and I still am to this day. It will take some time for much of what's been done to be undone, but as we see God act, even as he is still exposing corruption, our response must be one of joy and faith in God's promises. We know his promises are always yes and amen, and when he has spoken, he will fulfill his word. Our response, even today, before we see justice being played out, must be to worship God for who he is and for what he has promised he will do. God is eternally faithful, and we have every reason to praise and worship him even now. And when we do, we will personally and then corporately experience the supernatural intervention of God in our midst. Worship is one of our weapons of warfare, and I believe it's the most important weapon for these present days. We must persevere in the faith that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. No matter how difficult things may appear, understand one of my favorite phrases that I've coined. It's this. Anytime you give up on anything, you're giving up on God. Jesus clearly stated, as written in Matthew 19:26, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Dwell on that reality Meditate on the power and the authority of God and how Jesus clearly stated he has given us all his authority and power. Praise God, expressing you trust him for his perfect timing. The enemy of God has sought to accelerate God's timeline to bypass the great end-time billion-soul harvest, but God won't allow it. God wants to see all who belong to him to come to him. 
Just as the early church grew in numbers as they were being persecuted, in our present-day persecutions, more and more people are turning to Christ. Mario Murillo's recent tent crusade in New York has experienced astronomical response from people even turning out for the nightly meetings in the unseasonal pouring rain by the thousands. Be encouraged by reading his blog from the link you'll find in my show notes. We are experiencing the spiritual battle that is being manifest in this natural world. Certainly, worship and prayer are essential to be in position to hear from God, but we must also do what he instructs us to do. We must understand faith without works is dead. Some of us are called to be intercessory warriors, prayer warriors, waging war through prayer and fasting, ushering in the angels of heaven and the strategies of God for his people to be victorious. Some of us will be called to the front lines. You know who you are. Those God calls to the front lines will be equipped for the specific combat they will wage. Those called to the front lines are already prepared in the faith. They are fiercely ferocious, bold, and courageous, operating with the spirit of Joshua and Caleb. Others of us will be called to fund the effort to break free from our oppressors, whether it be to start a news media that is devoted to overcoming propaganda with truth, or funding political candidates who will properly represent we the people, or any number of other ways your role may be that in the area of finances. Others will be called to be a voice for truth. Teachers, instructors, counselors, and more are greatly needed in these times. There are many physical and practical ways where God's people are needed to get engaged, fighting the evil that's being played out in our midst. We must diligently apply the instructions from Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. I ask you to read and intentionally imagine yourself putting on the full armor of God and notice how each piece of armament is fashioned specifically for battle. It's not a matter of prayer asking God to do the fighting. By virtue of us being told to put on the armor, God is telling us how we must personally prepare and get engaged in the battle. The primary tactic the enemy is using worldwide is to mandate people take the so-called vaccine. This is to oppress, control, and destroy us. The measure of force being used by authorities in Australia is like nothing we'd expect in a free nation. I've done a lot of study about this, and I must encourage you to know what is called a vaccine is really a genetic-altering drug that seeks to destroy people who are made in God's image. This whole push, seeking to transform people to be part human and part artificial intelligence, is the enemy's effort to strike the most painful blow at the heart of God. God has been speaking to his prophets in greater frequency in the present days. The enemy of God is not any match in power, authority, or wisdom to God. And God will not be mocked. God is looking for his people to rise up and partner with him to overcome the evil. Now, I'm not an attorney and I'm not a doctor, but I have researched and I have obtained information from those who are, and I cite all my source information. I recently interviewed Dr. Brian Artis and attorney Thomas Renz for an article published in Charisma News. In addition, I have learned from other doctors, scientists, medical professionals, and legal representatives for the past two years plus. I have covered the topic of COVID-19 interviewing respected professionals in previous podcasts. In fact, the podcast titled Time to Get Engaged is one you'll want to listen to if you haven't already. I have a great deal of resources for you in the show notes. But if you don't see what you need, contact me. I'll do more research to try to help you. 
So here are the facts. And by the way, if you want the citations for each of what I'm about to share, just let me know. COVID-19 is a flu-like virus that 98 to 99% survive depending on age and overall health conditions. Natural immunities are long-lasting and superior to the so-called vaccines. Normally, vaccines are developed after years of study, which includes autopsy of those who died from the disease, which is not the case for the COVID vaccine. The so-called vaccines from all the manufacturers are authorized for emergency use only. Read the fine print on copy that says FDA approved. They are only approved for emergency use. Approved for emergency use only means people who get the injection have to provide informed consent. Adverse effects and risks that have become known for those who got the vaccination is long, and it includes death, stroke, autoimmune disease, myocarditis, paralyzation, infertility, birth defects, and much more. The long-term effects of these injections are entirely unknown. Contraindications for this drug with other drugs is also largely unknown. By law, those who receive the injection are to be completely informed of the known potential risks. Some listed could be serious, cause permanent health damage, and impair the ability to conceive. The so-called vaccine manufacturers have no liability for any injuries or deaths. The far less expensive treatments such as hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and budesonide have largely been caused by government agencies to not be available. The treatment protocols for those hospitalized that includes remdesivir and mitazolam are actually killing patients. Many people into the thousands have suffered adverse side effects, including death, because of receiving the so-called vaccine. Contents of the so-called vaccines are shocking, as revealed by several doctors. Doctors and hospitals are being paid to administer vaccines and treatment protocols. Doctors and hospitals are not following FDA or the Center for Disease Control requirements of reporting vaccine adverse effects. The World Health Organization, the National Institute of Health, the Center for Disease Control, and the Food and Drug Administration, the government, and news media are complicit in promoting a false narrative wanting to cause people to get the so-called vaccine. Groups who've been made exempt from having to take the vaccine include 6,000 White House employees, 2,500 Pfizer employees, 1,500 Moderna employees, 120,000 Johnson & Johnson employees, 15,000 Center for Disease Control employees, 14,000 Food and Drug Administration employees, 8 million Chinese students in the U.S., 2 million illegal invaders, and 500,000 homeless or tent people. These are just some of the evils God has exposed that he's calling his people to help him correct. God knows all the people behind these evil injustices and atrocities, and he will deal with them. Our role is to be courageous and take our place in God's plan to bring about justice. I know the task seems overwhelming and impossible, but with God, all things are possible. To give up now would be to partner with the enemy by default. The word is clear. If we are not for God, we are against him. Now, if you are among those who have received the vaccine, I urge you, 
to visit my show notes and learn of the many places where doctors are working to help restore health for those who receive the vaccine. Remember, the Bible says no weapon formed against us can prosper. Many people have already lost their lives because of the so-called vaccine and the hospital treatment protocols. My cousin by marriage is among them. So I work hard to help educate the vaccinated and the unvaccinated so we can discover the help God has for us. Remember, God said nothing that has been done cannot be undone. Remember, too, the essential role faith plays in seeing God intervene on our behalf. Each of us who is alive today has been purposed by God to witness and be a part of the epic events that are upon us. What we need to do is dig deep and seek the Lord to help us persevere. What we need is spiritual tenacity. So again, quoting Oswald Chambers, he writes, quote, Tenacity is more than endurance. It is endurance combined with the absolute certainty that what we are looking for is going to transpire. Tenacity is more than hanging on, which may be but the weakness of being too afraid to fall off. Tenacity is the supreme effort of a man refusing to believe that his hero is going to be conquered. The greatest fear a man has is not that he will be damned, but that Jesus Christ will be worsted, that the things he stood for, love and justice and forgiveness and kindness among men, will not win in the end. Then comes this call to spiritual tenacity. Not to hang on and do nothing, but to work deliberately on the certainty that God is not going to be worsted. If our hopes are being disappointed just now, it means that they are being purified. There is nothing the human mind has ever hoped for or dreamed of that will not be fulfilled. End quote. As stated earlier, when people get angry enough over injustice, they will take action. And I hope to have provoked you to get engaged and be the courageous, ferocious, faith-filled Christian God is calling you to be today. In response to hearing this podcast, I'd like you to go through the show notes and look up those topics that appeal to you the most. I'd also like you to prayerfully seek the Lord to learn what He wants you to do in this highly critical hour. I'd like you to identify an existing ministry or organization that might be a good fit for you to work with. Together, we can accomplish more. Then, I want you to get involved, like your life and the lives of those you love depend on it. Because, as you've heard from what I've presented today, your lives do. If my podcasts are helping you, I would really like you to let me know. Each week, I spend hours researching and developing the message that I want to bring to you, but I can't know if I'm hitting my mark unless you let me know. So it would be a lot more fun for me if I got your feedback. If you've liked what you've heard today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. I offer my books and other products from my web store, which you can get through faithtoliveby.com. Be sure to use the promo code TRUTH. T-R-U-T-H, and receive a 20% discount on up to two items. And if you haven't already, please make a point of getting my Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. It's a great way to display your faith and encourage others. In fact, get several and give them away as gifts. Also, consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will make you a preferred member, and you'll receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And with so much going on every day, Let's be sure to be connected on Facebook at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. And be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. 
On that landing page, there is a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring is how you can show me support, and it would be greatly appreciated. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.